Good morning, good evening, good afternight, AV Insiders of the world. My name is Johnny. This is your show, AV Insider, which can be found on Rave Radio, which is a tab at rave, ravepubs.com. Obviously, I'm your host, and today we have a special guest, which is Chris Gamble, the co-owner and director at Customize. Chris, good afternoon. You got it right. It's the afternoon here. It's the morning with you. Uh, I had to think about that. <laughs> from the UK, yeah. Yeah, and uh, again, remind us where you're at. You, you said you were in uh, Norfolk, which is east of England, correct? Yeah, so our nearest city is Norwich. It's about 115 miles northeast of, of London. Okay. And we've, we live out in the sticks in the countryside, lovely part of the UK. Um, and it's a Saturday afternoon. I'm, st- I'm in my office because uh, we open up our shop on a Saturday to customers. Well, that's nice. Well, first of all, thank you for taking the time. I know it is the weekend and it is the afternoon and you had a busy day. So first of all, thank you very much. I do greatly appreciate it. And secondly, um, I want to go back to being out in the countryside. So uh, I've never visited your part of the country or anywhere over there ever. But in terms of the country, I I live in a small part of a country not really in a big city. in wine country in California. So I, I like that. And I like the, the ability that I can go to the big city if I wanted to, but I like the idea of a, a kind of a, a country sort of town, but where I live is sort of like, and it's probably maybe similar to where you live is sort of rapidly growing with technology and, and tourism, but I could be wrong. Oh, you're absolutely right. We are, like I said, 115 miles outside of London. So we're still heavily drawn there for work. Uh, we do a lot of our installations in London. It's where the, the majority of the wealth is in this country. There's no bones about that. Uh, but regionally, we do have a, a growing customer base right on our doorstep. And the acceleration of smart home adoption rurally has been off the back of the, these homes getting better broadband and better connectivity. So let's let's talk a little bit. I want to talk about Customize, which is the company you're a co-owner of and director. But before we do that, why don't you give the listeners a little bit of background about yourself prior to Customize? Maybe Customize is your first job. Uh, maybe it's your first tech job. But I'd like to know a little bit about your background and, and how you got to where you are today. Okay, so I grew up in the Highlands of Scotland, uh, about 500 miles away from where I'm based now. Um, age of 18, after leaving school, joined the military, uh, was in the Royal Air Force for eight years and worked as an electronics technician, Cool. primarily working with navigation equipment, radars, radios, uh, microwave communication equipment. And the last couple of years within my job in the military, I worked as a telecoms engineer working with fiber optic cabling, CAT6, <coughs> secure, secure networks. Um, when I left the military, worked for a few private companies doing telecom work, telephone systems, data networks, quickly realized I wasn't the best employee, uh, uh, because I, over that two year period after leaving the military, I, I did want to become self-employed. I wanted to start my own business. Okay. Uh, in 2008, I started a a company called Customized Home and Office. And that was twofold. The residential technology, which was really a small part of the business then because smart home wasn't really a thing in 2007, 2008. And did a lot of commercial work, uh, 
boardroom AV, uh, commercial telecom, phone systems, access control. But as 2011-12 came around and we started to see brands like Nest appearing, Sonos were getting stronger year on year. I saw the bigger opportunity to be residential only and focus just on home tech. And from 2011, we've been customized only. Uh, no office work really. Um, and we were still in the Highlands of Scotland up until 2015, and then took a huge step in 2015, decided to move closer to London, start a business from scratch, and set up customized in, in Norwich, where we are now. Uh, we're, th we're three years on, and we're, we're going all guns blazing at the moment because the smart home space is booming in the UK, really is. That's cool. Okay, so let's talk a bit about customize now, right? So you, three years now of purely just customize, which sounds like you're focused primarily on the residential side of smart homes or smart technology, home technology, and sort of everything that encompasses that for residential, correct? Yes, we are a one-stop shop for any homeowner's technology requirements, and we don't have any restrictions on what budgets these people have. We're more than happy to deal with installations that may involve the mounting of a television, you know, an hour's work, and a small amount of um, small amounts build. Or we can go to the the other end of the scale and tackle you know, 50,000 pounds plus custom installation projects that might involve dozens of zones of audio, lots of lighting control, heating, all the automation that's needed in a large home. We, we covered the whole thing. However, this year and the tail end of last year, we have focused much, much more on what people are terming the mid-market. And for me, that's the... £1,000 to £20,000 smart home projects. Hmm. And we, we're, we're very competitive on price and quite aggressive locally with packages to give homeowners almost prescribed smart home packages with fixed prices, installation included, with products they've probably heard of like Ring, Nest, Sonos, Lutron, uh, Logitech, we, we choose, we have like our super seven brands that we try and choose from Okay. Uh, and build some really awesome smart home packages for, for real, real world budgets. Now, aside the, the custom packages, do, do any of your clients there have their own ideas of what they'd like, or do you kind of present them with the pre-packaged stuff? Uh, we, we definitely listen to the customer's requests and we, we still, in the same way they did, we did with custom installations, we're tailored to their requirements. Okay. Um, however, in a lot of cases, we are given a bit of carte blanche to what, what we think would work best and, and people trust our, our experience of doing this on hundreds of other homes over the years that, we're going to choose the right products for them because homeowners do feel that it is a bit of a minefield choosing what thermostat works with that light bulbs 
what yeah. Dorlock works with this type of phone I've got. You know, we're still coming up against homeowners that are rocking Windows phones and then wondering why they can't find a Sonos app. <laughs> you know, this is that's quite brutal. But people have made lots of technology mistakes in the past, purchased products that don't work with each other. Um, they should have gone to a home tech professional to guide them on it. And, and a lot of people are willing to take the advice of a home tech pro. So let me ask you, because I, I don't know much. And the other, the other day I had a, a podcast with, Oh, I can't remember who it was. I have to go back and find my, all my, my tweets that I broadcasted. Uh, but we talked about you. We talked about you. We talked about Bruno. We talked about, uh, I mentioned you because I, I know you as like the leading source of smart home technology and installations over there on your side of the pond. So I instantly brought your name up and I wanted to share with others to say that, you know, Chris is definitely making headway over there in in the live install community and smart home technology on, on that side of the world. And so, you know, for more information, you should check them out. Right. And, you know, we brought some other people, but because I don't know the trends over there versus here, and since I have you on the air, I'd like to talk a little bit about, and you kind of already mentioned Ring and Nest and, and Sonos. Um, what are you seeing right now that, that uh, aside your personal favorites, that customers are asking for, right? Like what are the trends there in terms of uh, smart home technology? And this could range from lighting, it could be you know like smart door locks, security, in general, it could be whatever you want. But what are you seeing in terms of trends there? I think for me, the, the trends are still driven by advertising. And yeah. The biggest brand that's making a name for itself here and with you in your country is, is Amazon Echo. You know, you cannot get on a bus, uh, go to a train station, open a magazine and not see some advertising for Amazon Echo and, and Madam A. I'm, I'm going to try and avoid saying her name. <laughs> we that that brand has broken into homes, 100%. We go into homes, and I ask, "Have you got any tech already?" And they say, "Yeah, I think we've got like three or four Echo Dots." Like, and what are you using them for? Uh, timers. <laughs> you know, they're not. They're not. They've got them. They don't realize how powerful this product they've got. So. We leverage the brand recognition of, of Amazon Echo heavily. We use that as the voice gateway for then to, to relieve the common pain points, which are, um, you know, I want to beef up my home security. Yeah. Okay, let, let's discuss cameras and door locks. I want to not miss deliveries. Okay, let's look at uh, smart doorbells. Um, I want my home to be more entertaining. Okay, let's look at a wireless music system that, that talks nicely with, literally talks nicely with voice control. Um, I'd like to put some shading into my home or curtains. I want them motorized. Okay, let's look at brands that work with the device you've got in your pocket and, and the voice assistant you've got on your counter. So we're, we're seeing good adoption rates of voice control. People have bought the gateway the opportunity for us now is to give them the products that they can control because unless, you know, at the moment they're ordering a pizza and setting a timer. We've got to now give them the light bulbs, the speakers, the, you know, the voice controllable blinds and door locks and things like that, that 
it's, it's just the next step for them. And one, I feel that once they get their first taste and their first positive experiences of home technology, they just keep keep coming back for more. And that, we see that in our business. We we'll, we'll do, for example, a Sonos installation, but whilst we're there, talk about a doorbell or a camera product. They're normally in contact within days to say, first of all, thanks for the work previously. We've paid your invoice quickly, which is refreshing. And we have talked about it as a family. I think we would like the doorbell and the, and the door lock, you know, things like that. And they come back really quickly hmm. because they've had a positive experience. And yeah, my concern with a lot of legacy smart home experiences, they weren't always positive to the family, to the homeowner, to the wallet, most importantly, to the, to the person paying at the end of the day. Yeah. Did they truly see the value in the smart home products in the last decade that they can see now from 39 pound voice controlled media streamers from Amazon or, um, you know, mesh Wi-Fi systems that are set up in minutes rather than running lots and lots of cables in their home. So, so in terms of, of brands and, and um, I've seen, I've, I follow you, you know, like on Instagram and, and Twitter and things like that. And that's honestly how I came across you to begin with was the, on Twitter, the hashtag live install. And what I really, really liked about that was when, when I first came across it, it was two, two dealers, right? That were unassociated to each other, two different companies, and they weren't always your company, right? You were just sort of the mediator, if you will. And it was sort of a shootout of, installs uh, in, in your area. And I thought that is brilliant, right? What better way to showcase uh, smart home technology in a, in a sort of competitive manner. And what, when I first st really started getting into smart home technology, uh, 2007 is when I started really doing that here. Um, it became a fact of, you know, doing a person's home and then the neighbor down the street being invited over, you know, to like an, uh, sort of a party and like showing off what they had. And that became sort of a domino effect, not very fast, right? Because you know, the, the amount of, of money it took to do that would range. And it wasn't always the lower end scale. It was the mid range to upper high end, but it, it kind of quickly became like, well, if they have that, I want that and or better. Right. So when I saw the live install thing, it was a great way to promote, what was out there, what was being done in your area and other installers striving to be better, a competition of sorts to be a better company, a better install, a better just overall experience. And so when I saw that, I'm like, what a brilliant little take on, on how to present systems and sort of a friendly competition, right? From the community, not just like, you know, a friend, an employee, it was really a way to, to get out there and, and sort of showcase what people are doing. And I thought that was great. So uh, I found you guys and now I follow more and more and I like to see basically the trends of what you're doing, what others are doing. And, uh, and just like how you had said, you know, seeing more, more things that really don't have to start at the, the upper end of breaking the bank or, or the wallet, but things like, I mean, I could see on your show up right there, you know, a, a ring labs, a video uh, mounted uh, fixture, right. With a light built into it or Sonos or uh, a nest, um, learning thermostat or whatever, right? One, one of the few smart home devices that is a very simple gateway of smart home technology that is sort of like an entry 
into into moving forward that is compatible with other devices. But then you as the installer, or I want to say like a, the leading the leading source for custom installs and, and, and technology in your area have become the sort of what's the right way to say this? A I don't know the right word to say, but like a good source of input for for how to move forward. For you have this now, let's talk about what what your needs and wants are, and how do you get there with the things that you have versus well, I I sold you this and you have this. They don't necessarily work together. So you've been a really good source of input, and through the 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 imagery, the media, through your blogs, through everything, has been good info for not only other installers, but other homeowners who may be interested in learning more. And so, I mean, I always applaud what you're doing because I feel like it's a great way and it ranges from, like you said, like a thousand pounds plus to the, the mid-grade stuff and higher. And you as a company don't push aside the small, you know, our install. Why would you, right? That, that could turn into something later. Like, hey, we really like this. Uh, we had a day to think about it. And now we want to move forward with a few other ideas that you've presented. So I think that's brilliant. I don't think that people should turn away the small things because they feel like that's not worth their time because you never know what a client's needs or wants are later. They may not be ready for the big things. And if you present it in the right way, I think there is lots of room for growth for that project that could turn into something much larger. And so you're doing very well with that. Thank you. Thank you. And, and our, our mission has always been from the early days of first logging onto Twitter was just share knowledge, share yeah. the stuff that I can give away for free to people is, it's just that it's stuff that I know that's easy for me. I'm happy to give away a lot of knowledge, um, to be a trusted, you know, trusted resource or trusted advisor or a trusted brand, a small growing brand at the moment. But you know, one day hey, customize that, you know, I found out how to do this through their YouTube channel or how to do that through their Facebook live video. Yeah. Um, and the, and the sharing extended with the live install community extended to sharing with other businesses, you know, look how, look how we are doing it. Look how they're doing it. Maybe um, not everyone's going to do Facebook live, but maybe you should do blogs. Maybe uh, don't just show the finished article of a project, show the progress, document it. Don't just create something at the end. Yeah. People want to know, well, how, how did they, how did they get the wires and how did, how much space did they have to use for the equipment? You know, where, why did they put the speakers in those locations on that cinema room? You know, explain to people what you're doing because there's a huge majority of people are genuinely interested in tech of all kinds. And we're just part of the bigger tech picture. We're the home tech. Then there's VR, then there's AR, then there's autonomous vehicles. If we try and just be tech communicate communicators and, and tell a story about our tech, that we install for customers and the experiences we are creating, then you're going to get that traction, that online attention from consumers, from the press, from, you know, suppliers and collaborators that want to do projects with you. You know, we, we've always taken the approach that we're not the greatest cinema company, but we know some great cinema installers for our customers who will work with us. We're not electricians, but we know a great bunch of electricians who are going to go to the nth degree to install that beautiful LED profile and do the right connections, make that wiring and panel look great for all the dimmers and 
you know, we, we're definitely collaborators with other technology companies as well. Um, we, we're not the master of all tasks needed to, to build a smart home. So therefore, we bring in the best in class to, to, to make it the, the great project and the great experience for the homeowner. See, I like that because when I, so when I first started, like I said, back then, like really getting into smart homes back in 2007, it was, it wasn't like that, at least with the, the people that I had met through the industry and in my area. Um, and that's sort of when I took to, um, to Twitter 2009, I don't know, something like that. Right. Uh, for the same sort of reasoning, right? Like share, share what I'm doing, show what, what can be done? What are we working on? The different phases and general knowledge. And I met so many different people through the industry, you know, some in media, some other installers, some in my area, some across the world like yourself. And I started meeting people from all over Canada and we were working on similar things and we would, you know, get to know each other, become friends, trade information, meet up at, at trade shows um, and start really communicating about the projects and having similar issues and one of us would would do something that the one manufacturer said you know isn't possible but we found a way to do it right and and would promote look these two manufacturers are competing against each other and yet they claim both sides we don't work with each other but there is a way to make them work and we're doing it in this video and we're doing it here and someone would pop in and say how are you doing that and they would text me like you know I, I have a project where I want to do the same thing or I'm doing that and I'm having issues can you share with me or um, you know, and so certain things, I think back then people were very, very protective because they felt, you know, well, I wrote the code for this, you know, you know, it cost me money. I don't know if I want to give that away. So a lot of it in the beginning uh, with me and the team and things like that was like, well, yeah, it might be, it might be um, secret or depending on who the person is and if it's really good, you know, let's, let's trade, trade secrets, right? Let's, let's share. And and more often than not, they would be willing to barter or trade. Well, hey, you know, I know you're working on this, this so-and-so, and I saw you posted a, a blog about a new GUI that you'd created called XYZ. I really like that. You know, are you guys, is that a personal thing? Are you using that? Do you sell that? I know you're not an online store. How do, how do we work together? And so we would trade, you know, UIs, and we would trade different things and, um, you know, different modules to make things work. Uh, like a squeeze box module back in the day when Logitech still had those before Sonos was really big, right? And, and integration was available. So different little things I'm like, yeah, you know, here, I'll give you this. And here's the, here's the commands. And, you know, we'll, we'll give you a, a GUI that we created that you liked and let's talk and let's meet up, you know, at CDA, let's meet up at Infocom or IC or whatever. And let's talk about, you know, this and, you know, let's, let's have a pint, you know, let's, let's talk and yeah. be friendly and, and just discuss, you know, what we're doing. It was so cool. And, you met a lot of really cool people. And now since then, uh, dealers and installers like yourself have really evolved what's doing, what's possible and technology has advanced and the installs have become more elaborate, become simplified. Voice control has become the norm. Whereas if you had said that 10 years ago, people would be like, what are you talking about? That sounds scary, right? I don't want to talk to the house. That's, that's very Jetson-esque or that's very, it's too futuristic for me. But now, like you said, you go into a, a a customer's home and they have three of them laying around, but they don't know what else to do before, like I said, a timer or general weather questions, but they're interested about technology. And for you as an installer to go into something like that, well, I see you have these, you know, are you using them to control the lights and, or this or open, uh, open locks, etc. And they say, 
no, I didn't even know you could do that. And then you could sit down and as an advantage say, well, let's talk about a few things. Would you like to do that? Would you like yeah. to be able to do this? Yeah. You know, would you like to be able to open the blinds from a simple command or a string of commands? You know, um, the convenience factor is very, very amazing. And once you inform a customer that their little timers that they have are much more than that, the the eyes open up and the ideas start to flow. And then the two of you can have a good conversation about the path that they want to grow to. And they already have the ability to because they have, you know, things like that in. And I think when, when you and I first talked, uh, we were on a show together with Corey Moss and we sat down on a weekend just like this. And we talked about a few things and trends back then. And I think at that time, what was really big for your your side of the world was Sonos integration and uh, wireless distributed audio, specifically Sonos. And um, at that time, I was seeing you know very similar stuff, but around that same time, a lot of people I knew didn't want to use Sonos as their um, distributed audio system because there wasn't a lot of really good integration into it with other other control systems and stuff. So it was kind of like, well we're going to do a rack mounted, you know, uh, distributed amplifier system and run keypads everywhere. a bit more complicated, a bit more, um, pricey. It, 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 it definitely adds to the budget, right? But not everybody has that budget where Sonos is their own system. And what's brilliant about them is that you can start with a single device and grow. Whereas other ones, you have to start at a good size four zone, eight zone, whatever, depending on the manufacturer. And one of those rack-mounted devices at the time didn't have an app to control it. So you still don't need a control system. You still need stuff. It was a lot of money. So where Sonos comes into play, they were, in my eyes, one of the really big first companies to sort of break into this market and become a, a sort of standalone distributed audio controlled system, if you will, that allows the ability to grow with other devices and they're you know they're getting better and better now i think that a buying group just purchased them or something that recently i can't remember who they are right now but um for me for me sonos is still my my number one favorite brand um it's our it's the only brand we use for for audio okay delivering distributed audio for our clients we used to do other methods in the past but we shrunk it right down to just being experts with sonos and, and resellers of sonos okay um that scalability from the single you know the sonos one with the voice assistant built in is a fantastic starting product for anybody wanting to get into uh, wireless music streaming i love how sonos is this aggregator of streaming services you know at the last count there was up to 80 available streaming services on spot uh, sorry on sonos uh-huh and now they've set their sights on becoming the aggregator for voice in that they're going to be bringing in Google Assistant to the speaker. So wow. Two voice assistants in the, the, the one speaker. And they have, which might be a longer road for them, but they have their sights set on, on Siri also working uh, with the Sonos uh, ecosystem. So aggregating all your favorite streaming services and giving you the option of the three the three common voice assistants. That is an awesome setup you could potentially there. If you compare it to Apple HomePod, which is very much, you know, single voice assistant, single music service with Apple Music, um, 
is just the complete opposite um, from what my customers want. They want choice. You know, they have subscriptions to, to multiple services now, like Spotify, like uh, Deezer, like, um, you know, they have their favorite radio stations preset. So, yeah. And they have playlists created on, you know, some is on a, uh, maybe on a music library stored locally on a NAS drive. Some of their music is playlisted, created and shared with friends on Spotify. You, you've got to give homeowners the systems that have the flexibility and the, the adaptability in the future when a new platform comes, because, hey, there'll be Spotify will come out one day and it'll be different and everyone will move to that. And guess what? Sonos will probably have it because they're the most flexible system. Will will a distributed distributed rack mounted system? You know, if Snapchat brought out a music streaming service, and every customer started saying, "Well, I want this Snapchat music," oh, well, we we don't have the the resources to just build a driver and do this and do that. Whereas Sonos will probably come out the same day and say, "We've been working with Snapchat to be their preferred wireless speaker." That's an example, but that's why we, as a as a company, want to work with these brands that are going to adapt, or be more agile to changes that you know come in the future. Um, so I'm I'm a huge huge fan of Sonos. Really love the let experience me, it creates. Let me ask you with Sonos: Do you purely only use their amplifiers with a, a distributed audio system, or do you do um, what some people I've known have done in the past is use their um, their connect amplifiers or sorry no sorry the other ones and then use, to them. yeah we won't from a new installation from scratch we're even going towards the route of not even bothering with in-ceiling speakers really and that that might come as to your listeners like this guy's off, off no 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 i want to i want to hear why i'm not i'm not into it i'm really not into running miles of cables to four dinner plates <laughs> on your ceiling um contributing to ceiling acne um i'm a big fan of a, a play five a play bar a play bass a sub and two play threes you know just plug them into power connect them up through a sonos boost or wire them to ethernet if you've got that option move the speaker wherever you like orientate your furniture whatever way you like move the speaker from a counter to a coffee table you know a wall bracket for it or have it on a bookshelf. You know, if I can, min- if I, if I can minimize the amount of pre-wiring and and just speed speed up the the adoption of, you know, from the concept of the homeowner thinking, oh, I want a, a multi-room music system. Okay, we can install it the same day, and will there be any mess? At zero. Oh, I thought you had to have amplifier. No. It's a wireless speaker. It has a mains power lead, and that's it. You know, I, I want speed. And that's that, that's why I use Uber. That's why I use Amazon for my shopping. I want smart home with speed. So that's the services we're providing. Okay. Um, in terms of uh, like floor standing speakers, is that the same sort of concept as like um, just just really adding to the mess of the homeowner's room? Uh, not necessarily. If if there was a you know the need for a nice pair of you know say monitor audio floor standing speakers that they either aspired to buy or they already owned, 
sure, we would connect in a Sonos Connect amp to that um, and probably just draw a line there and say, this is what we offer. Um, if they want to pursue a more separate sort of hi-fi setup, I would introduce them to a hi-fi shop. Okay. I don't want, long-term, I don't want our projects growing arms and legs beyond what we said we were going to do. Yeah. I want to stick to this core mission statement, customized, you know, experts at installing these brands. And basically we do what it says on the tin and we don't go outside of those boundaries unless it's, unless there's a big, big reason for it. It's not fair on my staff that I want to train to be very, um, you know, restricted to what they can do, but they'll, what they do, they'll be very, very good at it. I don't want them to be learning, you know, the differences between Denon amps and Pioneer amps, Sony Blu-ray players and Onkyo devices. I don't, I don't need that. When they turn up for work and they, right, you've got this Sonos installation, you've got this Nest thermostat installation, you're doing this Lutron lighting, blinds, ring, you know, that's it. I have to have, I have to have my limits. Okay. So that, that's completely fine. And I, and I understand like you, you have a business model and you want to stick to it. That makes perfect sense. Do you mind if I ask you what your core set of brands are that you typically present on any given package? Sure. So from the top, our, our big favorite is Sonos. Okay. That does our, that does our music. Yeah. For our, for our network, we stick with ubiquity either their Amplify mesh wireless system or mm -hmm. their Unify wired products. So that would be our two network under the Ubiquiti brand. Okay. Uh, for remote controls, we use the Logitech Harmony systems, whether it's their Elite controller with the hub all the way down to just hub only. <clears throat> for thermostats, smoke detectors, and cameras, we use Nest. As an alternative to cameras with doorbells, we use Ring. Okay. We have lighting, we use, and blinds, we use Lutron. And just trying to think of some other ones. Ring, I'm looking around the office for all the things we've got. Oh, and Amazon Echo. Okay. We're big fans of their voice assistants, whether it's the Show, the Spot, the Dot, the Echo, the Echo Plus. Yeah. Um, that's, that's our... That's our voice assistant. Okay. That's, that's kind of it. No, that's, I mean, that's, that's a good selection. Yeah. I had another dealer friend who lives, uh, he lives in Wisconsin. And uh, I think when he first really started off when we met up, you know, I don't know, 2008 or whatever at a CDS show and we started chatting just like we are now, you know, what do you use? What do you like? I love this brand. I love Martin Logan. I love this. And it became this big list of things and he had all these dealers. And then eventually he's like, this is, this is too much. I want to focus on the core brands or I want to focus mm -hmm. on, what we specialize in, just like you're saying now, you know, uh, not that I couldn't do it, but it, I, again, it wouldn't be fair. I want to, I really want to specialize in certain brands. You know, it's, it's too much to, to carry all this inventory, all this stock or, or try and learn all these things and trends. And I'd really like to focus on X amount of brands and just be really great at this. And so, um, that's, that's sort of the way he went as well. Right. And he like really like you know, Martin Logan or whatever for speakers. Right. And he dropped all the other lines. Cause at one point he had 10 speaker brands or something like that. And, and he really started to like 
find the core brands that he liked that worked well for him, his team, his customers, and something that he could stand behind, right? And and rightfully so. I think as any installer dealer, you should believe in the products that you install and sell because at the end of the day, it's your company's name on that install, right? So if something goes wrong and if you give them a terrible experience, they're going to remember customize at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's um, why we even, we even slim it down further to our, our holy trinity is Nest, Sonos, and Lutron. That's okay. our... That's our really the deepest core. It's that three. And okay. The next one would be added on would be Logitech, and then it it, it continues from there. That that three are the three that we're always trying to put in as the as the the go to straight away. That'll be the first three products in in any quotations that we do. Okay. And then we build out from there. What do you think about? It's not really. A question on your company but uh because i can see the ring uh box on the on the wall up there what do you think about the acquisition of ring labs from amazon love it I think yeah it's fantastic yeah i think it's just more awareness raising of smart home products i think amazon will get the ring products into even more homes than it already is it's good for us because you know we, we know the products we know that a lot of the products do need an installer mm-hmm. you know and this is a lot of people see uh, Ring and Nest as DIY, but I know that a lot of homeowners do not fancy exposing the wiring at their at their boiler or their heating system to try and wire in a thermostat. I know that the average homeowner doesn't want to start removing the, the existing doorbell chime and power supply that's up high above the front door. So they're going to look for a person to install that for them. They're going to look for a local company. Hopefully they'll use things like the Nest Pro scheme or CDM find a member or, um, or just, you know, this is how people are looking for stuff. I see every day, Facebook recommendations. Hey friends, do you know huh. somebody that can paint my house or cut my grass? Yeah. Does anyone know somebody that can install a smart thermostat? This will, this will begin. We will begin to become a recommendation on Facebook and that's why my business puts a lot of importance on being the known smart home installers on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, local business listings, you know, sponsor the local football team. And because I know in, in three years, buying smart home products will be the, the same thing that people do when they go buy you know, lots of other household devices over the years, like televisions, VHS recorders, set-top boxes, media streamers. The next consumer electronics spending spree they're going to do is on smart doorbells, door locks, smart light bulbs, thermostats. They're going to go through an era like we did with buying kitchen appliances and entertainment devices. They're going to start buying smart home devices. Yeah. If they haven't already. Right, exactly. Um, yeah. And looking for someone to install that, right, locally. So yeah, Do it for me. Do it yeah. for me. That's the whole the, 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 the message that, that I keep seeing all the time within people in the industry, that they are the do-it-for-me installers. People are time poor. Homeowners are, have, they're always up against time. They've got to take kids to sport, walk dogs, go to work, go to yoga classes, you know, 
find time for themselves, clean the house. You know, these people, they also pay for people to cut their lawn, pay for people to detail their car, pay for people to collect and return their laundry. Smart home installation could just be another grass cutting service or dog walking service. It sounds quite crude and very cheap, but that I actually want my business to be kind of like that, where I send another technician from our company to do six installations per day at you know six houses within what you know small distance of each other, and they do six Sonos installations, six Nest installations, six ring doorbell installations every day. Yeah, because once you put that one product in, it's the gateway to more tech. You know, that's the way Sonos ten products. You're not going to stop at just a Sonos one in your kitchen. You're quickly going to want one in the lounge, but the Sonos one isn't big enough. So then you're looking at the play bar. You want one in the bedroom. You choose the the play three maybe. You want outdoor. You want some waterproof speakers and a connect amp. It's these products they lure you into buying more and you're going to go to your local provider i think to to get it all set up for you yeah not everyone not everyone i'm not saying 100 percent of consumers are going to phone up for an install no but. but but as time progresses i think what you're describing will be the new normal sure sure and that's what we're preparing <coughs> we have a big notice board up in our office in our meeting room and it says customize 2021 everything we're doing now is to be in a position we want to be in 2021 a full-blown smart home installation machine put in the request installations happening same day next day you know fixed prices prepaid you know technician turns up with a box and installs your your equipment and it works and you and you leave and you come back for more in six months time or three months time you tell your friends you get extra discounts if you refer us cool all sorts of things like that we're thinking of to make it easy for homeowners to have a smart home yeah now let's let's talk a little bit about um your other projects so i mentioned the live install community which is something that you you started correct that's right yeah, yeah. and you also have a new uh, I don't want to say project, but a new adventure, I should say, which uh, home, tech. home tech, home tech X. And yeah. you, along with a few other people in your area, have created this as a, a co-founded thing, correct? That's right. Yeah. Three other people within our industry that I met through social media, through uh, and met up with them at the CDA Expo in San Diego last year. Okay. So myself, Bruno Napoli who you mentioned earlier in the conversation from uh, based in or from France, but now lives in London. So even closer to us. Cool. We have JJ Cannon, who's owner of digital delight, a Texas based smart home company, install company. And we have Rob Scuba who is based in New Jersey and he runs a business called the tech reps who are okay. a very progressive forward thinking manufacturer rep firm. And the four of us have started a journey of communicating better to homeowners the, the pros and cons, the 
the positives and negatives, the the ups and downs of a smart home, you know, and and it's to some extent we want it to be warts and all. We don't want to sugarcoat that. Oh, it's fantastic! You just tell Madam A to turn off the house and you leave. Well, no. Behind all that, there's a plethora of products. There's you know the right setup. Um, you can overcomplicate things. You can, you know, we just want to communicate more with with the end user, which I hate that term, the homeowner, uh, the purchaser of tech. We want to communicate more clearly with them. I think there's a lot of inter-industry chat podcasts, uh, radio shows, blogs, social media accounts that talk within the confines of the industry and nobody's yet stepped out to meet and greet the homeowner and I think it's needed I think it was needed two or three years ago I think bigger fish than us need to do it I think Cedia long overdue a consumer facing um, effort rather than continuing to be um, this incestuous almost you know industry discussions of just going over the same old topics within their own circle. Um, and it just came to a head that I just thought, I'm going to start something new. I'm going to look for some people that um, like-minded. And, and it just came about at the same time where, I don't know, let, tell me your thoughts, Johnny. What do you think is the industry's track record so far at communicating effectively with homeowners? It's gotten better but I've always seen or I've always, I guess, personally wanted more. Right. Um, and, and nothing, and nothing against Cedia. Right. I, I think that they're doing great, but again, they, you know, like for a long time when I first started, I, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna become a Cedia member. Right. You know, I'm gonna go learn. I'm gonna get educated. I'm gonna do this, get, uh, get certified and all this stuff. And then, you know, you pay into it every year and you get this and you meet the people. And then like throughout this period of time between then and now, I used to always think, I'm like, how many people know outside of our industry what CD is, right? Do they know that it's, you know, an acronym for Custom Electronic Design Installation Association? Have they even heard of the acronym? And again, I don't, I'm not blaming anyone, but I, I kept thinking, I'm like, you know, when I, when I put that logo on my prints or I put it on my vehicle or I put that out there on a bid, how many of the homeowners that are getting my projects, project bids, are going to know what that is, right? So it, it always kind of bothered me because I didn't know the answer, right? And I still kind of don't know. But after speaking with Vin in the last few years when he was the CEO there at Cedia, I think he made a really good run at what he did to try and do what you're doing now, right? He made a great effort to reach out to real estate. He did a program with them. He did, he worked out with, a, I think, LG, a manufacturer, to to get uh, a Cedia card inside of all their panels that you bought so that when you open it up, it says, why not have it installed by a, a home installer, a certified installer, to make sure that your installation is done properly in a timely fashion and done correct. So it would refer them back to the the uh, the other website that Cedia owns, right? The .org or the .net. I can't remember. One is for installers. One is for the homeowners. But again, my thought process before that was like, well, how many people know that that website exists, right? Mm -hmm. Are they going to search uh, Cedia for homeowners or 
it, so all these all these thoughts in my mind started going through. I'm like, well, how do people find people, right? And then so that's again back back uh, or installers rather. How do people find installers for smart home? Are they searching integrators? Are they searching smart home? Are they searching home technology? Are they searching distributed? All these industry terms that if they didn't own a smart home or something with this sort of technology back then in their homes, are they going to know what words to even search for, right? What are the, how do they even know what to look for? I don't think they're searching. I really don't think. I think they're, they're asking for referrals from friends and family. That's yeah. always happened. Word of mouth, okay? Yeah. And what I think is happening is they're stumbling across content on online, on social sure. media, you know, on maybe banner ads, maybe, you know, ads on the side of your Google search. But I, I do think that the industry needs to, installers primarily, need to be, to step out of the, the wilderness and become visible. I just, it frustrates me that so many installation businesses are unknown service providers in their, their local region, unknown, yet, neighbors and friends will know at least two or three electricians at least two or three painters and roofers and and other construction professionals and that's what we are we're no we're not special we're just the geeks of construction and that's we we need to just be as visible you know whether it's like we we've now got a high street location for our business um or you you, you sponsor some local fairs or business gatherings or football teams or right. make sure your vans are nicely presented. Make sure that, you know, I don't know. I just, but more importantly, be social, contribute to the social networks that are there and, and make the content approachable, not pictures of racks, not, you know, <laughs> You're not, you know, and if you're going to do a video, show your face, you know, don't just talk behind the camera. And I'm, I'm maybe going into a little bit more detail here, but it's, it's okay. What the home tech experience is, is hopefully going to do. And we're in very early days and we're still trying to find where, where do we pitch our, our product? Do we do YouTube? Do we do Facebook lives? Do we do Instagram? Do we do zoom meetings like this and then post, post it as a recording? Um, but what we've done most recently is a lot of, uh, joint live videos on Facebook and, and Instagram where we've joined each other for a chat. So it might be myself and JJ will talk about, yeah, what we delivered this week for homeowners. What experiences did we create with Logitech or with ring or with Sonos? Cause we, I can only draw on the brands that I'm having the, the direct experience with every day. And some people have said, well, Chris, you're just talking about products you install. Well, then it's surely there's some reality to that, that I'm actually using products that we do every day. Yeah. Well, um, so we're still trying to you find believe in. Yeah. And something I can speak with some authority. I'm not going to claim, I'm not going to put myself out there and start talking about Savant remote controls and, and Savant distributed audio. I don't know that product. Therefore I can't really discuss it as an option, but what I hope is, a prominent dealer says, Hey guys, can I be on your show and talk at homeowner friendly levels about what 
Control 4 is, or Savant, or Crestron, yeah. or Philips Hue, or Ring Doorbell. I don't care what it is. I want you to join in with us. And, and you know, if we raise all ships, hopefully, by creating content, um, but new content, not Twitter posts with, you know, two sentences and five hashtags and expect engagement. It's not happening there. The engagement is live videos. The engagement is videos in general um, and stories, you know, Snapchat stories, Instagram stories, Facebook stories. That is where the engagement is. And if you're not using those as installers, again, you're just making yourself more invisible than you previously were. And you've got to adapt to the ways that people are consuming content and the ways that people are finding local businesses and, and, and things that are happening around them. People are using social media to see what's happening around me and obviously in the rest of the world too. Yeah, well, so that's one of the reasons why I brought you on is because you're such a, a leading authority on your side of the world that I wanted to hear what you're doing, what your company's doing, what your team, your friends, uh, things that you're seeing, trends, and we've kind of covered all these things. And obviously now with, uh, I'm sorry, one more time, is it, is it Home Tech X or Tech Home X? Home Tech, Home Tech X. Yeah. Okay. Home so Tech X. No affiliation to Tech Home X California. No, and it's full, it's full term. It's the Home Tech Experience. Okay, That's home tech experience. Home tech experience. We, we tried to shorten it for our Twitter handle, Instagram handle. Okay, and so uh, still in the early stages of what, where you will be, how you're presenting, and, and, but you've kind of, the four of you have come together from different parts of the world and have created this group for consumers, correct? Exactly, yeah. Right, because and the education should go to it. them. Yeah, we've already done a couple of early YouTube shows where we had interview with Sonos. We've had an interview with people from Lutron and also Theo Kalamarakis, who does Rava. Rava, yeah. 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 So we've spoken with him. And there are three different brands that we've spoke with, but everything was at a consumer level. Questions like, why would the homeowner, what's the benefits of this? turnkey home cinema you know why you know why choose a sonos system you know etc etc so the people we've had on and the people we're having on in the future will be spoken to not to create content for installer x in new york it's for homeowner abc in new york it's not yeah. it's, the installer has got enough content to consume themselves in from forums and chat rooms and industry podcasts but where where can the homeowner catch up weekly with with home tech and, and but home tech experiences drawn from stuff that's happening today not our brand is great buy our products you know <laughs> it's the best product ever no you know my company are installing this and it's 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 doing this for them. When the budget is more, we're giving them this. When the budget's less, this is your options. You know, but again, we're trying to find the best outlet and also run our own businesses. Right. Uh, which is On top the of other that. juggling that. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Um, 
because I didn't catch those posts, right? I, and I, I think some of them, like you said, you know, like they, they may they may be into stories or Facebook Live and things like that, which are great outlets. And I think more and more people are going there because it's the current trend of media, right? And and how people consume things. Once they go there, right? It's a quick video. Obviously, you can save them at the end. But where do you host that information once that that live video is gone or that story is gone? Do you guys have Do you have a website or something? YouTube channel. Okay. And the Facebook page as well. There's no, there's no website okay. at the moment. And I'm not personally, and, and we've talked about it as a group, websites are, I don't know, I'm falling out of love with my own website for my company. I'm, I'm not, really? I want people to land in our Facebook page. We've got our services in there. We've got the items you can buy. You can see reviews. You can see videos. I think our Facebook page is much more interesting to a visitor than our website. Websites don't get the attention that they, that they used to like, Oh, I'm going to do refreshes and I'm going to add more content. Unless you've got someone in your team that can do that. Fine. Right. What what I know is if I keep adding fresh content to my Facebook page, I get more likes. If I keep adding more things to my Instagram post, I get more likes and I get engagement and we get, I can see the analytics that they contacted me. I can leave message buttons. I can leave links to, to, to check out and, and buy a 5.1 system by Sonos. Um, we're, we're, my, my focus for customize is definitely to, gener- to leverage the tools that are built into a Facebook business profile, the tools that are built into an Instagram business profile, not not to build an amazing website that gets a refresh once a year. I don't know. I'm fa- I, well, there you go. I've fallen out of love with websites. But somebody somebody <laughs> needs a, to convince me otherwise. No, that's okay. I mean, my, my opinion with the website is, you know, it, it's a good landing page for the company, but I do agree with you in terms of fresh content and updates and being more engaged and active is purely been on social media the last several years and act well since 2009 and that's where i and that was the reason when i uh, got into smart home information i was like well how do people find this stuff you know what are we doing and then you know twitter and things like that happened i'm like well i know people are engaging here and i found all these people and created a group and you know that you know really took off and you know everyone's doing their own things and that's great but are homeowners looking for that that hashtag or live for this nah, probably not but the facebook page for my company had gotten so many hits from people, you know, all over the world and, and, and you know, and in Southern California and we would get work from it and I met friends and they compared notes. So there was so much more to the social pages for me as a, a marketer uh, of that company, of that brand, because I could get so much more on my return, you know, by putting new posts there versus, um, you know, updating the website, which is great. You can highlight the projects and things like that. And that's okay. You can still take that information. If you have a blog, that's even better. You can take that and put it into posts. And with your community, more people are ten, you know, already, you know, they're online. They're they're on Facebook at work. You know, I got an invite from a coworker on Friday for an event that we were that he wanted to have me to go to. I'm like, aren't we working right now? What did my phone just say you'd invited me somewhere? But because they're online, they're on Facebook and um they're they're doing things and people are all over the world doing whatever, right? They're reading stories, they're I think when I was at uh, Infocom 
a year ago, two years ago, and I posted something on Instagram and you, you chimed in, you know, we, we want to see stories, we want to see this, we want to see different things. And that information was useful to me because, okay, well, maybe I, I wouldn't have thought of that before. I was just going to post a picture. I was just going to do this throughout my day of recording from the show. Um, you know, stories, I'm like, yeah, that's where it's at. I, I like that. It's, it's, it's good updates throughout the day and you can save that entire video and then post it elsewhere after you save it after 24 hours later. Um, it's new ways to engage with customers. And the best thing for me, I think now is because of that media, these media outlets are so new. It's definitely popular with the younger crowd. And I think that's who a lot of your audience should be is because they're going to be the next generation of smart homeowners or smart technology in, in homes and, and good audio. So you want to give them a taste of what their future holds now so that they by the time they are able to rent, buy homes, etc., they're already going to want these things. They are going to know where to to go already. They're going to go to customize. They're they're going to know already. You don't really yeah. need to but promote to get, that hard to get the to get the consumer today. Though we've identified that our presence needs to be most active on Facebook. That is where the the, the forty plus year old person homeowner, you know, is is socially online that's where they are they're on facebook and instagram teenagers are not on facebook they are some on instagram but they're mainly on snapchat and some other platforms they use so we we try and put our save our best content for facebook and when we started paying that more attention we noticed much better engagement from that age group that the, the 38 to 55 year old male or female started to engage with our content when we started thinking about who's who's viewing this you know they're not they're not tech nerds they're they're time poor homeowners they want to be shown that there's a service provider that can give them the installation and setup and the hand holding with smart home purchases and that, that's all we're trying to pitch ourselves to that demographic. It's, it's fun to, you know, have an audience that might be a 20-something tech enthusiast from London or Manchester. And they're never going to buy from me, but it, it's not a bad audience to, to build a bit of brand recognition with. Right. But they're, not, they're unlikely to purchase from us, and that's where you have to sometimes rein yourself in from becoming popular on Twitter or popular on a social media platform when if you're not converting any of that into actual sales, what, what was the point really? You know, it didn't put food on your table. So yeah, that's why we, we try and sustain a, a, a nice steady flow of content on Facebook and, and then Instagram as well, because I do think that that's got the, the 30 to 40 year old, you know, maybe they're into interiors, maybe they're into home building, renovations of homes, maybe they're into tech, but, and there's a market there for that. So we equally spend a lot of time on Instagram. One platform that we don't spend a lot of time on is Twitter now, which is crazy to think that I've built up like this really good following on Twitter and yet I don't, I put very little content on there now because the engagement levels are so low. You need to, yeah, I agree. You need to focus 
on the outlets that work best for your company. And anytime I tell someone who's in a company that's or a brand that's interested in, in social media of any level, we need to define what they want, who their audience is, and what what outlets would work best for them and why, right? So you don't want to be on all of them. It would make no sense, right? Especially if you're like, let's just take Twitter, for example, right? You're not getting engagement and you're really not posting there all the time. Does it even really make sense for you as a company to be there? Not really, no. What, what are you getting out of it, right? So yeah, if, it, yeah. if it doesn't work, maybe that's one that you just don't need to do anymore or go to, or we really need to define what works best and, and you are doing well in identifying that now so that you can focus your efforts there and really get the best ROI out of, out of what you're doing. So I applaud that because a lot of people I think don't quite identify that they're not turning this into sales or whatever their mission was, they're not getting what they are investing into it. So you need to refocus the efforts elsewhere. So that's good. That's, that's a really good plan for you. Um, now that being said, you're not being as active on Twitter. What's going on with the live install community being that you're the one heading most of that, right? I mean, other people are doing that, but what, what, what's the future for live install? No future. Zero future. Zero. There is no live install. Now. Live install is closed. It is put to bed, locked away. Okay. Maybe one day resurrected, but who knows? But at the moment, live install is, there's nothing happening with it because I fell out of love with that in the same way I'm falling out with my website. Not, <laughs> not, not in a very different way though. Where I fell, fell out of love with live install was I had to focus on my own business. Yeah, I see that. I had to, I had to give the attention to customize because it was taking up way too much time trying to be this moderator of and curator of smart home content, um, encouraging other businesses to be more social, encouraging, um, you know, discussions on forums that we had and trying to push it forward to maybe it could be, you know, maybe it could be Cedia Jr. Well, that was a pipe dream because I would have needed 20 Chris Gambles on the same wavelength to have done that and there just wasn't it wasn't there everybody else had their own businesses to look after and i yeah totally appreciate that and i decided i better pay attention to my own business or i'll be the one with the biggest egg on my face because i was telling everyone how to do this and yet i couldn't do my own shit you know <laughs> so that's where i i had i had to pull a handbrake on it it upset a lot of people when i eventually shut down all the different outlets that it was on um, because people had a lot of affection for it and it had helped them establish their confidence to be more social. It, it had helped them, um, you know, it helped them meet others in the industry, but it wasn't, you don't need live install to do that. Live install and what customizers were doing alongside it was, it was, it was trying to be, I was trying to be everyone's friend, but it, it just couldn't. It couldn't. It couldn't sustain that, and I couldn't also run customized at the same time. So now, what I'm doing with my efforts, same effort, but for customized. But I'm saying, do what I do. But you don't have to join in with it. You don't have to keep tagging along with things that we're doing. Just 
do your own version of that. The one that suits your business, do what we're doing. If you think, oh, that's cool what customers are doing, and they do this live install, uh, this Facebook live thing, they do, they have their own little showroom, they do simplified installations, fixed price stuff, and you like that, well, you don't have to hit me up and pick my brains on it. Everything's there for you to see what we do. I'm fully open to everything we do. You can track it on social media daily. If, you, if you're into that and you like that, do that. Do your version of that for your brand, Smart Home X, Home Tech right. Experts, whatever your company is, and you like the, the, the route that customized they're going. And if you don't, fine. I, I'm, I'm not trying to attract... Um, an industry audience anymore and I, that's all that live install was doing was it was attracting the industry and as a and then we touched on home tech x and what what i always wanted it to do was live install was supposed to attract homeowners, homeowners. professional installers of tech and it just never got there that makes sense because i understand what you're everybody saying. because everybody within the community wanted to talk about them internally internally right you know Oh, don't you just hate it when your ladders are, you know, what, don't you just love this new brand of screwdrivers? Guys, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> they're the tools. What you need to be doing is talking jargon-free um, technology. To the consumer. Content to the consumer. Yeah. I'm not going to pay your bills. You know? <laughs> so you have to get out there and just get on with it. You know, and, and that's, uh, yeah, I got a bit frustrated with it in the end, and I just said, "Right, it's there's no Twitter, there's no Facebook, there's no website, there's no forum. It all got shut down because it was a distraction for me." And okay, I'm maybe been a bit selfish, and a lot of people have said that, but it's it had to go. When and when when did this happen, roughly? I would say the final nail probably went in November. Okay, when we shut down the, the live install forum on Yammer. Uh, we took I took that off air, and that that was it. But as quick as it went offline, similar uh, other people within that community set up a new platform, and the loss was felt for about forty eight hours, and then they just <laughs> started a new conversation in a new part of town. That's it. But I knew that would happen. But there was right. there was a little bit of animosity at the time. But hey, at the end of the day. You need to do what's best for your company. And I think what, like you said, you know, the idea was there, but then when the industry got together on your side, it was like, okay, we're going to talk about our stuff. And I'm like, no, that's not why I did this. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I wanted it's, it was to reach out to consumers and help, help the business and all this stuff. And if, if you're not getting that, well, you know, it's like I said, it's time to refocus to something new that is going to help like, uh, your, um, your your new project right something that's purely for the cost the consumer yeah it's, it's tough it was tough for me because at one sense i don't care about other people's businesses but i care loads about their business <laughs> i don't know <laughs> it's a, a strange thing like i don't care what your business is i only care about my own one but i do want to help you and i, I want you I right. want us all to i want us all to flourish because i think the homeowner needs us. They need this tech hero today and in the future. They're going to need this local tech hero. And I love that term because I think we can be local heroes. I think we can be winners in the, in the local construction industry. I think we can help other 
other construction professionals to bring them forwards, to bring homes up to a new standard, to bring um, lifestyle to a new level that people haven't had experienced before. When you, when you start living with voice control and sensors and automation and, and beautiful music in every room and, you know, and colored lighting that can boost productivity and energy levels. And that is, that is going to be our job in homes. And we need to start talking to other people in the construction industry. We need to start telling homeowners that they need to demand this. They need to demand smarter homes. The next home they buy needs to be smart because, you know, your next car is going to be your next washing machine, your next, you know, booking experience for your holiday. It's, it's all changed. Yeah. Yeah. We're now Uber for our, for our taxis. We're, Expedia and Airbnb for booking our holidays, you know, yet the, the poor dumb home still has a 1980s thermostat, a TV socket in the corner of the room and, you know, and a door lock that you could drill through with a cordless drill and break into your home, you know. This is it's so dumb. It's laughable sometimes, and it's not showing any signs of changing because we're all so busy talking with each other about the latest audio matrix and how much stuff I fitted into a black box in a rack. You know, it's that has to stop if we're going to be taken seriously. Okay, so with that, let's let's wrap it up here and and give me some final thoughts customize and the future with um, with your new endeavor home tech experience okay so customized are at the beginning of building a smart home machine a machine that will be accessible by homeowners builders of homes and designers of homes okay as a as a brand locally we're going to help these professionals and homeowners make the right choices for their home tech so that's our mission over the next decade, really. But we're starting that journey today, yesterday. For Home Tech X, very much uh, an outlet that homeowners can access to find out more with, with warts and all about home technology, the, the pitfalls of choosing the wrong products, the success stories when you choose the right products and the right installer. We will promote the benefits of professional installation. I believe technology deserves a professional handling it. It's not all DIY. We want to find the right outlet for us to put this message out that reaches the most viewers or listeners. And we are actively seeking collaborators from manufacturers, uh, from distributors of tech, people that are listening to this show, if they've got a consumer-friendly product that they want to discuss with us on our show, I'm uh, sorry this is an advert, but that's, it's okay. We want we're looking for collaborators um, who have homeowner-friendly tech. I'm not interested in the guys that have stuff for racks and you know black boxes with nothing written on them. I want stuff that sits on coffee tables. Um, fits in the AV cabinet under the TV, um, nice remote controls, voice assistance. That's the kind of stuff we want to talk about to homeowners. Okay. And for people who have that sort of 
product information to share, how can they reach you or where can they go to, to learn more to share that? If they want to get in touch with Home Tech X, they just look for our social media handle. It is that, at Home Tech X on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Okay. We're, very, we're active on there. If you want to get in touch with me personally, look for customized, put it into Google, put it into any social media search tool, but it's not with a Z, it's with an S. So Got it. Uh, and I, sh- I should... I should mention the website since we've been talking about your company so much, which is simply www. But do we even really need the W's these days? That's your choice. www.customize.uk.com. And of course, now with the Z with the S, customize.uk.com. That is the website where you can learn more as uh, Chris is a leading install smart home authority on your side of the world. And, Obviously, to any contact information can all be found there under the contacts page. It obviously has social pages that you can go to, but I'm sure that's probably all on the website. Uh, at Customize on Twitter, which she may or may not be so involved anymore, but look there. Look look for videos. If you're more a video person, they're on YouTube. They're on LinkedIn. They Obviously, Facebook, which you mentioned, is at Customize LTD, and then Instagram as well is at Customize1. And um, Chris, thank you so much for speaking today on behalf of Customize, on behalf of the home tech experience and for the consumer, which I applaud because, yeah, I there are, there are initiatives out there, but I don't think that there is enough. And there really needs to be more information that is purely for the consumer because there's all this new stuff out there and they don't know how it all gets put together and they need professionals like yourself and the home tech experience to explain it, to help them, to let them know what they can expect and basically who they can go to, to get it done professionally. So I applaud those efforts and I would love to learn more. And obviously as time progresses, I'd love to have you back. I'd love to have maybe some of your co-founders of the home tech experience on, and maybe we can do a whole show about that purely for the consumer. I would love to, to get you all four in a, a digital chat room and have you talk about all your own experiences and then the collaboration of what is now Home Tech X for the consumer. Awesome. That sounds like a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. So again, everyone, please head over to customize.uk.com. That's the website. You can learn more about Chris's consumer I don't know. What's the best way to describe your company? You mentioned it multiple times, but head over there. My own company, Customized. Customized, right? So to, to yeah. check them out, they, they are a leading authority in smart home technology in, in your part of the world, which, uh, again, that was Norfolk, correct? That's it, yeah. Norwich yeah. in Norfolk. Yeah. Okay. And uh, if anyone has any questions for me, you can email me, which I welcome all kinds of input negative feedback or positive i (laughs) gladly welcome it just don't send spam i don't want that i will gladly take any sort of input beyond that or if you want to be a guest on the show let me know it's johnny j-o-h-n-n-y at ravepubs.com i'm on twitter facebook instagram at jmoto3 snapchat is some other dude don't follow that guy because he's an imposter and or evil twin i'm at av underscore insider there uh aside all the things you have my email reach out say hi 
give me a shout and talk about tech. Uh, or if you're a consumer that wants to be on the show and you have gripes, I would love to hear that. Maybe that's a show for, for you and, and your team too. Have some consumers talk about um, their products. But until then, everyone, this has been AV Insider. Chris, thank you so much for being on the show. I'd love to have you back in the future with the other team members and, and uh, co-founders. Until then, everyone, this has been AV Insider.